You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. We are on week two of our series Mindset, and we're learning to align the way we think with who God says that we are. And uh, last week, uh, it was I had just so much fun just really preaching from the heart and, and what God was doing and saving me from in my life. And it's on our website and our Facebook page if, if you missed it. But um, we're, we're pulling these mindsets out of a letter written by a man named Peter. Uh, now, this is the Apostle Peter, most scholars believe. And, and so if you uh, know anything about Peter, Peter is the guy that denied Jesus three times. Um, Peter is the guy that when Jesus was standing on the water, Peter said, hey, if that's really you, prove it, right? So this is Peter. Uh, Peter, he, he's known for being a little rough around the edges, for not having a filter, uh, saying what he thinks. Come on, is that anyone in this place? And so what I love about Peter is, is when I read this letter that he writes, uh, I'm encouraged because if God can use a person like Peter, he can use a person like me. He can use a person like you. And so Peter, he writes this letter uh, to a bunch of Christians in the Roman province of Asia Minor, which is now modern-day Turkey. Uh, there's a bunch of Christians there, and most scholars believe that, that uh, Peter was writing to the Christian Gentiles that were there. Now, and, and that during that time period, there were basically two types of people. There were the Jews, and then there were everyone else, known as the Gentiles. And, and so uh, Peter, he was writing to this group uh, of, of Christian Gentiles, Christian non-Jews, which I don't know about you, but I'm not Jewish, so this relates to me, what he's writing. And so what I love about this letter is that it pertains to all of us. And so uh, he, he's writing this letter, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, and it says this. But you are a chosen people, come on believers, a royal priesthood. Now that's what we talked about last week, a royal priesthood. This idea that when, you are, um, when you've made a decision to follow Christ, that, that you are now tapped into the bloodline of royalty. And that in this royalty, there's authority that you have. And so last week, we spent an entire 30 minutes or so on this idea that you have authority. And this week, we're going to focus on the next two things that Peter writes. He says this, you are a holy nation, God's special possession. You are a holy nation, God's special possession. This morning, if, if you're here and you like taking notes... I want to talk to you from the subject, value in your value. Value in your value. It might not make sense now, but value in your value. Let's pray one more time and we'll get started. Father, we love you. God, we, we just thank you again for this opportunity that we have to be here. God, to, to worship um, and to seek your face, God. Father, I thank you for each person that's in here this morning. God, I thank you that it's not by accident, not by mistake. Father, I thank you that you have something for each and every one of us in this place this morning. And so I pray, God, that you would open our ears to hear, to understand, to comprehend, Father, to apply and to walk out of here differently, God. 
Father, we want to leave change. We don't want to leave the same way, God. We have way better things to do, God, than just to sit in karaoke and listen to someone talk, God. We want to be changed by your presence. So Holy Spirit, would you just take over? We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I grew up with a rough childhood. Now, now here's why I say that. Uh, it, it had nothing to do with my mom, nothing to do with my dad. I have amazing parents. Um, but uh, I grew up in a house where uh, things were more for display than for function. I'll explain. We had this one room in our house when I was younger. It was like the display room. You walk into our house and to the left, there were couches that you could not sit on. As a matter of fact, y'all remember the plastic that you put on? Whoo, there was plastic on them. Uh, there was carpet that we could not walk on. My mom, once she got those vacuum lines in, it was like you can't, you can't walk in it. That was my mom that woohooed. <laughs> hey, I just thank God that God has delivered her from that bondage. Come on, somebody. Afterwards, we just all gathered around. We laid hands. We said, we got authority over. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and so the, the worst part about it is that it didn't just stay downstairs, but it carried to my room upstairs, okay? Like normal kids, um, they, they have a room and, and they have like blankets of their favorite superhero or their favorite cartoon character. They had maybe posters of, of their favorite uh, whatever on the wall. Not me. My, my room theme was polo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My furniture was mahogany. On the book shelf were encyclopedias and books that I couldn't even read. I had brass horses all around. All around. <laughs> Guys, it gets worse. <laughs> On my bed, my comforter was like this hunter green with gold trim around it. My pillowcase or my pillow sham, I had a sham. It was a green sham with gold trim. Like, I shouldn't even know what a sham is. I'm a freaking guy. I appreciate it. This is like just therapy right now. Like, <laughs> and so, so on the shelf that I could not touch, next to the books I could not read, <laughs> was... This red Corvette car. Now, the thing about this red Corvette car, it was not a display car, but it was a remote control car that, guess what, I could not touch. And, and so, like, <laughs> and, and so, y'all are getting too wild right now. <laughs> Uh, on this, on my shelf was this red car that I could not use, and and uh, I wanted to use it, right? Like I wanted to 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 play with it, um, 
But I, it, was, it, was, it was like a collectible race car. Collectible race car. That was expensive. Like it, it was valuable, right? And so like I always wanted to, 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 to play with it. I felt like it was not fulfilling its purpose on the shelf, you know? And so one day, I don't remember if I asked permission or if I just snuck out, but I took it down. I brought it outside. My friends were outside, and they saw my car, and they're like, ooh, ah. And I was like, it's nice, right? And they said, let's try it out. And I was like, guys, no. We just look at it. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 no. Let's try it out. And because I just give in to peer pressure, I was like, okay. And can I tell you, for 15 seconds, I enjoyed the smoothness of the ride. For 15 seconds, I enjoyed the red blur that would go in front of me. And then at the end of the 15 seconds, my red car, because I had no idea what I was doing, was introduced to our curb. I ran to my car. The fender was off. The hood was dented. And I was like, my God. <laughs> I'm sure I brought it in and, and, uh, and, and showed my parents. I don't remember if I got in trouble. But I remember my parents saying something along the lines of, like, you shouldn't have done that. But this idea that trying to let me know how valuable this car was. And because the car was so valuable, I had to treat it differently than all my other toys. And in that moment, or thinking about it, I realize now why I couldn't play with that toy. I realize now the, the, the importance of value. I, I understand that it, that car probably costs a lot. And because of the price that it costs, because of the value that it held, I had to treat that car differently. Are you with me so far? And so I was thinking about that idea of something being valuable and because it's valuable you treat it differently and I was like oh my goodness this is exactly what Peter is writing in this letter that we just wrote read so we're gonna we're gonna jump in there and um and, and this is the first mindset you can write it down for you note takers is this you are holy you are holy you are holy And we're going to look at the importance of why you got to know your value. We all have a value. We all have a value. Some of us, we've believed a value that people have told us. We've, be, we've been believing the wrong value about ourselves. And so uh, this morning we're talking about value. But we're starting off with the mindset, number one, holy nation. And so in the letter that Peter writes, he says, that, that he says this, you are a holy nation. You are a holy nation. See, I think this is critical, uh, crucial understanding for, for believers, this idea that you are called to be holy. I didn't think I would get a lot of amens to that. You are called to be holy. 
this is a theme that we see all throughout the Bible, a theme that God has, has spoken, and you could read all throughout the Bible. He says this, I desire holiness. I desire that you would be holy, that you would be set apart. This is God. Uh, he says this in Leviticus 12, 44. He says, be holy for I am holy. And so this, this idea that we are called to be holy, I think really sometimes, though, it, it can be a little, like, mysterious, right? Like, holy. Ooh. He's holy. Ah. Like, I think, like, there's just, like, this mystery of, like, what really is holy? Like, what, what does it mean to be holy? And I was thinking about that, and I think in its most organic Simplistic form, holy can be summed into one word, and it's this, different. Different. See, God, he's called us to be holy. He's called us to be different from everyone else. Now, obviously, we know that we can't do that on our own strength, and I'm not talking about, um, I'm not talking about, what is that, what is that called, uh, Where, where you, where you, I'm, I'm not talking about just acting, right? But like God, he, he actually, he wants us to be different. And, and it starts the moment we say, Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Change me. I, I give you my life. All of a sudden, something happens. And, and when you really surrender your life, uh, he begins to challenge you on different areas of your life. Different things. And so uh, the three T's that you have in your note, these are three T's that I think that encompass the totality of who we are, our life. The lights just like shut down on this row. Can we get some house lights on? Thank you. And um, so the three T's, the first T uh, is this, your thoughts. Our thoughts need to be different. Our thoughts need to be holy. I think it's very easy uh, to, to ponder on thoughts that are full of fear, thoughts of negativity, thoughts of hopelessness. See, that's how the world, that's the world's mindset, right? But we're looking at how God has called us to live, and he's called us to think differently than the world. The verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, I love this. The author says this, whatever things are, uh, brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Like, there's a difference in the way that we should be thinking. There's a difference. The second T is talk. Like, we're supposed to talk differently. Proverbs 18.20, it's in your notes. 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We've been doing Bible verses with my kids recently. And on Mondays, we, we would pick a new Bible verse and we'd have a whole week for them to memorize it. And this was the first one that we did. Um, and it's helped too because whenever they're saying something negative, uh, we'll say, Madison, Eli, are those words of life or words of death? And they're like, words of death. <laughs> But, like, we're supposed to talk differently. 
the things that come out of our mouth. Like, God said, be holy, for I am holy. We've got to talk differently. The third T is this touch. Really, I just uh, meant actions. I just need another T word. So, so touch, actions. The way that we act needs to be different. So the places that you go, the things that you do should be different, right? Because you're a reflection of Jesus. Check this out. This is what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians. He says, so all of us who have had the veil removed, so he's referring to people who have, um, who have uh, received Jesus or have surrendered their life to Jesus, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. See, see and reflect. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So Jesus, he, he changes us the way that we act, our desires, right? We're, we're called to be different. We're called to be different. And so uh, you guys are looking at me like, oh, this is just, oh, I'm glad I didn't bring my friend this Sunday, right? But, but, but here, here, here's the great news about that is that. God, he, he, he desires and he calls us to be different, not because he, he wants to ruin our fun. God, he, he, he's called us to be different, but not because he just wants to be like, nah, 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 nah. But rather, and this is what I love, there is a reason why he has called us to be different. And we see this in, in the next thing that we're talking about, our next mindset. And Paul, or excuse me, Peter writes this, so you're a holy nation, so we just talked about that. And then he says this, God's special possession. Some translations, maybe your translation says, you're God's special treasure. And, and so he, here's the beauty of, of what's going on here. Is this, in the Greek, that word possession, it means um, possession. And so, uh, <laughs> that one, whoo, right? But that's okay. But, but it's this idea that, we, that we're gods. And now check this out. Possession assumes some type of transaction. So when, when Peter says you are God's possession, there was some type of transaction that was taken in order for you to be God's possession. So if there was some type of transaction, that means God must have seen something in you that was worth purchasing you. Paul writes this in, in 2 Corinthians. He says this. God bought you at a high price. I love that. God bought you at a high price. I got great, for, great news for you. Is this. God didn't buy you on discount. God wasn't shopping in the clearance rack. And what's even better about this is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
So that means while you were still messed up, while you were still struggling, he died for you. So let me say it this way. In other words, he should have got half off for you. He should have got 99% off for me, right? Like, but in my worst state, the Bible says that God paid a high price for you, a high premium for you. And so now, now I want to tie in the two mindsets. So God, he has called us to be different because he understands that you are valuable. Just like my red car, I couldn't play with it. I had to treat it differently because it had value. God is like, hey, I love you so much and you have so much value that I want you to treat yourself differently. I want you to, to talk differently. I want you to live differently. I want you to think differently. Not because I want to take fun away from you, but because you are valuable. Come on, you are valuable. See, I think if you can understand that, understand your value, then living differently kind of makes more sense. Then all of a sudden you realize, man, he, I, I'm called to be different because I'm protecting an investment. I'm protecting my value. See, there's value in your value. There's value in the way that you perceive your value. I have a little clip. I don't know, like maybe this is a pastor thing, but like whenever I watch TV, all of a sudden I'll see like a great like Bible message in it. And so like anyways, I'm weird, I know. So they, they have this little clip and then we're going we're gonna to end and uh, we'll be done. So it's like two minutes. Please work, my whole message. Dad, is that my toothbrush? No, it's your mother's. When it drives and looks like new, you'll treat it like new. Certified pre-owned by BMW. I love that, no, it's your mother's. <laughs> But here's why I showed you that. Because the narrator says this. When you think it's new, you treat it like new. I feel like what they're getting at is this idea. When you think the value of your car is higher, you're going to treat that car better. I think in the same way, when you understand your value... You treat things differently. When you think it's new, you treat it like it's new. And here's the kicker. The enemy, the devil, however you want to title him, is uh, he understands that too. He understands that if you understand the value that God sees in you, then he's lost. Because as soon as you understand how valuable you are, you're going to be more prone to live differently. 
Because the devil, the enemy, he understands that we rise to the value that has been placed on our heads. So if you walk around understanding that God sees you so valuable that he paid a high price for you, that you're not a clearance rack item, but you're full price, I actually should have paid less, but I paid more than the asking price type price, like there's something that changes in your life. There's something different. But when you, when you begin to live life and walk through life thinking that, man, I am worthless, I don't have a lot of value, then you'll start living that way. Then you'll start being like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter if I get lit tonight. It doesn't really matter if I turn up. Like, and then so we, 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 we live when it's new, if we think it's new, then we treat it like this. And the enemy, the devil, he, he will do everything he can to get you to question your worth. See, a lot of you guys, you understand what I'm talking about, what I mean, because he's tried it in your life. See, some of you, you've experienced things in your life that you begin to question your value. See, maybe for some of you, mom walked out on you guys or dad walked out on you guys. And here I am, I'm trying to say that God sees so much value in you. And you're like, man, my own mom, my own dad didn't even see value in me. They walked out on me. Maybe for you this morning, it's, it's in a marriage and, and, and there's just, uh, if, and, and, and it's this idea like, man, if he really valued me, if I really had value, he would treat me better. She would treat me better. He wouldn't have walked out on me. She wouldn't have walked out on me. And the devil, he loves bringing these things up because every single time he does that, he gets you to question your value. Man, if I only would have, uh, if I only would have passed this, this semester, that class, that course, I've taken it twice already. Clearly, I don't have what it takes. Chipping away at your value or at your perceived value. Because he can't touch your value. Come on, I'm thinking MC Hammer. Uh-uh, uh-uh, can't touch this. Right, like. He chips away at it. He chips away at it. Because he knows that you will live according to the value that you associate with. See, this morning, my goal is that you would understand how valuable you are. I don't know your situation. I don't know your circumstance. I don't know who may have left you, who may have hurt you, who may have brought you down, who may have, who, or who has spoken negative into your life. I, I, don't, I don't know, but I do know this, that it doesn't change the value that God has for you. It doesn't change the value and the way that God sees you. I love it that the Bible says that we are God's masterpiece. That word masterpiece, is it's like this word poem. Like we're God's poem. Like 
Have you guys ever written a poem? Like you just spend so much time, like that word works. That one doesn't work. But poems, they take time. They're cherishable. You're God's masterpiece. There's value in you. There's value in you. Can we stand? We're gonna we're gonna end and I just want to pray for you and then we can head out to to the water baptisms and, and watch that. There's value in you. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but when I was prepping this message, I felt like God said that there is someone in this place who they're just questioning their worth. And whoever you are, sir, ma'am, I just want you to know you are not worthless. I know situations, circumstances may have made it seem that way. Maybe mom, dad walked out, but, but I want to tell you this morning there is value in you. Life may not have worked out the way that you thought it should, that you wanted it to, but that does not mean that he values you any less. He loves you. He loves you. This morning, I want you to know that he loves you. And if the creator of the universe, the God who painted the clouds in the sky, the one who breathed life into man, if he says that you have value, then guess what? You got value. Don't let anyone take that from you. Don't let people rob you from the value that God has for you. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe, and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.